0: I'm reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the first chapter, beginning at the fourth verse. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. John Bunyan's classic work, Pilgrim's Progress, begins in this way. As I walked through the wilderness of this world, I lighted on a certain place where was a den, and I laid me down in that place to sleep. And as I slept, I dreamed a dream. I dreamed, and behold, I saw a man clothed with rags, standing in a certain place, with his face from his own house, a book in his hand, and a great burden upon his back. I looked, and saw him open the book, and read therein. And as he read, he wept and trembled. And not being able longer to contain, he break out with a lamentable cry, saying, What shall I do? One of the most important images in this paragraph is that of the great burden upon the back of the character that we will come to know as Christian. Christian is reading a book, which is, of course, the Bible, and as he reads the Bible, he becomes aware of this burden. The burden represents the guilt of sin. Looking upon the guilt of sin as a heavy burden is an image taken directly from Scripture. In Psalm 38, 1-4 through 4, we read, O Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. For thine arrows stick fast in me, and thy hand presseth me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger, neither is there any rest in my bones. Because of my sin. For mine iniquities are gone over mine head. As a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. There we see iniquity. Sin. The guilt of sin. Described as a burden. That is too heavy for a person to bear. Normal human life. Has many burdens. Every day we run across people. Who are bearing the burdens of family life. Burdens connected with their jobs. Sickness. Death sorrow, but the greatest of all burdens is sin, for sin brings with it so many other burdens, and the burden of our guilt before God. The burden of sin is more than we can bear. And in our text for today, Isaiah describes Israel as a sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, or as one translation has it, people loaded down with guilt. The word that is translated here as laden is a word that means heavy. It was used to describe things like massive rocks. So when we think of people living in sin, we could picture them much as Bunyan does, as walking around with a great burden, bent over, struggling, stumbling. And as they walk along, they get more and more bent over. And we could even imagine them sinking into the ground because the load is so heavy. Last time, we saw that Isaiah described his nation as a sinning nation. The whole nation was characterized as doing nothing but sinning, and the more one sins, the heavier the load becomes because the guilt that is caused by sin is ever-increasing. Sadly, unlike Christian in Pilgrim's Progress, the people of Israel are unaware of this heavy burden of guilt. We saw in verse 3 how the Lord describes them as being more ignorant than beasts of the field, ignorant of God and what he requires of them. And in this verse, we see that they are also ignorant of their own sin. They're not aware of their sinfulness, and they're not aware of the great burden of guilt that sin brings with it. We face the same thing in our own country today. This is a sinful nation. And the people in this nation are laden with iniquity. They carry the heavy load of the guilt of their sin. And sadly, most of them are not even aware of their condition. But if we could imagine the people of this nation walking through a muddy field with this heavy burden tied to their back, then we would have a good description of what sin is doing to us. Let us imagine people who are walking around with a big bag thrown over their shoulders and every time they come upon a rock They put it in the bag until the bag of rocks gets heavier and heavier and it gets to the point where the person is bent over, hardly able to stand. And that is what happens when we sin against God. Every sin is like a stone that we add to the bag and the burden of sin and its guilt gets heavier and heavier. The people of this nation are walking in muck and mire and our sins are pushing us deeper and deeper into this filth. The way we pursue pleasure without any thought of God's law adds stone after stone to our burden. Look at the way our sexual sins are destroying the family and infecting our very bodies with disease. Look at how our addiction to drugs costs us lives and billions of dollars in medical care and crime prevention. All these things are a burden that drag our nation down. Yet our nation makes laws that support sin And our leaders call evil good and good evil. Every day, our nation makes laws so that people can legally increase the burden of our guilt. The way we pursue wealth without regard to anyone else, willing to step on them on the way to the top, adds more and more weight to our burden. The more we pursue power, willing to destroy the lives of those who disagree with us, continues to add to the heaviness of our guilt. Our nation is nothing more than a cesspool of sin and wickedness and every day the burden of our guilt is pressing down upon us, dragging us into the depths of hell itself. Now even though our nation is not aware of its sinfulness, many people are aware that something is dreadfully wrong. Sin always has consequences. The result of sin in our nation is seen in many ways. Crime, addiction, sexually transmitted diseases, poverty, broken homes, political corruption, the loss of freedom, all these things have their root in sin. And many people in this nation have a sense that these things are a heavy burden and that they are dragging us down. But of course, this nation refuses to acknowledge that the problem is sin. They refuse to recognize that we are people burdened by iniquity and that our sins are dragging us down toward a total moral, social, and political collapse, dragging us down to the total collapse of civilization itself, where the law will simply be animal instinct. Since our nation refuses to acknowledge that our problems are caused by disobedience to God's law, we will continue to believe that we can rise from the depths where the burden of sin has pushed us, with money, education, and political action. But relying on these methods of deliverance will only push us further into the depths of sin, degradation, and further guilt. Not only are our sins dragging us down, but our solutions are also sinful and only add to the burden of iniquity. Our sins and our solutions to the effects caused by sin are crushing this nation under a load from which we cannot extricate ourselves. Our suffering will increase exponentially just as our sins increase. But the most serious aspect of our situation is that the burden of guilt that we bear demands the judgment of a holy and righteous God. And at the present moment, God is pouring out his judgment on this nation and his judgments will continue unless we repent. The only hope this nation has is divine intervention, an act of God, in which he will pour out his Holy Spirit to convict this nation of its guilt before God. The judgment of God will continue to be poured out upon this nation until we realize that the cross of Jesus Christ is our only hope, for only there can the burden of guilt be taken away from us. We very rarely see people today who actually feel the burden of sin, but God is still God, and in his mercy, he can cause people to feel the burden of iniquity. So much of the first part of Pilgrim's Progress concerns itself with Christian's attempt to get rid of this burden of the guilt of sin. Christian tells his wife and children, O my dear wife, said he, and you the children of my bowels, I, your dear friend, am in myself undone by reason of a burden that lieth hard upon me. Moreover, I am for certain informed that this, our city, will be burned with fire from heaven, in which fearful overthrow, both myself, with thee my wife, and you my sweet babes, shall miserably come to ruin, except, the which yet I see not, some way of escape can be found, whereby we may be delivered. And then a character named Evangelist points him, in the direction to find out how to get rid of this heavy burden. So in this classic book, Bunyan shows us that the word of God is that which makes us aware of this burden. And we need the preachers of the gospel to tell us about sin and its consequences so that we can see this burden of sin and be pointed to the only way we can lose this burden. Unfortunately, even among people who have felt the burden of sin They seek many methods to ease themselves of the burden that result in failure. Christian, for example, meets a man named Worldly Wise Man who asks him how he came to have this heavy burden in the first place. And Christian tells him that he first became aware of it by reading this book, which is, of course, the Bible. And Worldly Wise Man tells him that that is what he gets for reading a book that is too difficult for him to understand worldly wise man tells Christian not to listen to evangelists, but instead to go to the village of morality and seek the counsel of a man named legality. That is the way most people try to get rid of the burden of sin. They think they can get rid of the burden of sin by living a good moral life. They think they can get rid of the burden of sin by living in obedience to the Ten Commandments, the Sermon on the Mount, the Golden Rule or some of the other teachings of Jesus, or just some other philosophy of life. But none of that helps to get rid of the burden of sin. As a matter of fact, trying to get rid of the burden of sin by living a good moral life only makes the burden heavier. Christian finds this to be true because when he tries to go to Mr. Legality's house, we read, So Christian turned out of his way to go to Mr. Legality's house for help. But behold, when he was got now hard by the hill, it seemed so high, and also that side of it that was next to the wayside did hang so much over that Christian was afraid to venture further, lest the hill should fall on his head. Wherefore there he stood still and wotted not what to do. Also his burden now seemed heavier to him than while he was in his way. There came also flashes of fire out of the hill that made Christian afraid that he would be burned. Here, therefore, he sweat and did quake for fear. Bunyan is describing for us what Scripture teaches. Trying to live a good moral life only increases the burden of our guilt because we realize that every time we try to live a good moral life, we fail, and we realize that our condemnation only increases with every attempt to live according to the law of Moses, the teaching of Jesus, or any other moral system. Christian finds out what all people discover eventually, Our hearts have been so corrupted by sin and the guilt we bear is so horrendous we can never do enough good works to atone for our sins and we will never be able to live a good moral life that will satisfy God's holy and righteous standard. As Christian continues to look for a way to be relieved of his burden he meets a man named Goodwill and Goodwill tells him As to thy burden, be content to bear it until thou comest to the place of deliverance for there it will fall from thy back of itself. And what is this place of deliverance? Well, as we read on, Christian finally comes to the place where the burden will fall from his back. Bunyan describes Christian's release from his burden in this way, Now I saw in my dream that the highway up which Christian was to go was fenced on either side with a wall, and that wall was called salvation. Up this way, therefore, did burdened Christian run, but not without great difficulty because of the load on his back. He ran thus till he came at a place somewhat ascending, and upon that place stood a cross, and a little below in the bottom a sepulcher. So I saw in my dream that just as Christian came up with the cross, his burden loosed from off his shoulders and fell from off his back and began to tumble And so continued to do till it came to the mouth of the sepulchre, where it fell in, and I saw it no more. Of course, what Bunyan is teaching us is that the only way the burden of the guilt of sin can be removed is through the cross of Jesus Christ. When we see that Jesus Christ paid the price to remove the guilt of our sin, the burden drops away instantly. I cannot live a good moral life that earns me enough points to enter heaven. I cannot do enough good works to make up for all the sins that I have committed. I must stand before the cross as a condemned sinner, confess that there is nothing that I can do to make myself right with God. The only way the guilt of my sin can be removed is by trusting in what Jesus Christ did on the cross to remove the burden of my sin. For some reason, this is so difficult for people to understand. There are some people that I have tried and tried to explain this to, and I think that they've understood it. And then they will say something like, I sure hope that I have done enough good things that the Lord will let me into heaven. And I say, we're going to have to start over. The point is, you cannot do enough good things. The reason Jesus came into the world was because you cannot do enough good works to please God. Christ came to die on the cross because that was the only way your sins could be forgiven. God doesn't forgive you because you made a good effort. God doesn't forgive you because you tried to make up for the bad things that you have done. God doesn't forgive you because you did more good things than bad things. He forgives you because his son died in your place. And until you realize that, the burden of your sin will remain. We try so many things to get rid of the burden of sin we try to turn over a new leaf. We try to go through rituals and ceremonies. We try to have mystical experiences that make us feel close to God. But there is only one cure for the burden of sin, faith in what Christ did on the cross. As one writer has put it, have you been to doctor ceremony, doctor morality, doctor feeling? Many of us in time past have tried these doctors and found no release It was only when we saw the cross and understood what happened there that the burden of sin fell away. What a joy it is when we finally come to the cross of Christ and the burden of sin is lifted. After Christian's burden falls off, it rolls into the sepulcher and is never seen again. The guilt, the burden of sin has been removed by Christ completely and God remembers our sins no more. And then we're told that Christian was glad and lightsome. That's the way we feel when the burden of sin is removed. Light as a feather. And then Christian gave three leaps for joy, and he sings this hymn. Thus far I did come, laden with my sin, nor could aught ease the grief that I was in, till I came hither. What a place is this? Must here be the beginning of my bliss? Must hear the burden fall from off my back, must hear the strings that bound it to me crack. Blessed cross, blessed sepulchre, blessed rather be the man that there was put to shame for me. The only way to be released from the burden of sin is through Jesus Christ, who was put to shame in our place that we might receive the forgiveness of sins. Have you ever seen the burden of sin? Have you ever felt the weight of your guilt before God? If not, pray that God might reveal to you the heavy burden of sin that you carry. And if you have felt this burden of sin, run to the cross now. Believe that Jesus shed his blood so that the heavy burden of sin might fall from you and be buried out of sight, never to be seen again. And let us pray for our entire nation for this is a nation under the heavy burden of sin, sinking under its weight to rise no more. May God reveal to millions of people in this country that our nation is laden with iniquity, and the only deliverance from the burden of sin is found at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen.